tarantulas are big. The Goliath bird eater tarantula is even bigger. But being big doesn't mean you don't have enemies and predators to deal with. So how do you handle them? Well, you could try and bite them with your venomous fangs, but you might run into logistical issues, not having a neck and all. So you might need a trick up your sleeve for when things get hairy here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a spider that sat down beside her and tilted the bench under its immense weight, spilling curds and whey everywhere. Disgusting. <laughs> I like it. But more on that later? Uh, not really. Not really more we're, on that. We're going to talk about this thing's girth a little bit. That's true. That's true. What it, Curds and whey? Is that just milk? It's just milk. Curds, I think, is cheese. No, well, I mean... Cheese is you, milk. You get the curds out of milk and make cheese out of it but it's that that's just the two separate parts of milk that she's just eating uh-huh that's gross miss muffet listen you gotta get your protein somewhere she's gotta clean up her act is what she needs to do she's just no what it is is it's whey protein she's like doing a post-workout shake <laughs> she's oh, miss muffet is swole <laughs> <laughs> she's actually a wwe wrestler that's exactly what I was imagining, yeah. <laughs> oh, but we're not talking about Little Miss Muffet. We're talking about the Goliath Bird Eater Tarantula. That's correct. We just talked about the Tarantula Hawk, so now now we're talking about something that can fight back. What? Do you have, do you have any interesting names for this thing? I sure do. Two good ones. And that's why I didn't get a third one, because I didn't want to spoil it. The first one is the Hairy Hiney Hailstorm, and the second is the Dagwood Dartsman. <laughs> I'm going to call it Dagwood from here on out, and that's only because of the species name. What is the what is Dagwood? I'll, I'll well I'll explain it once we get to the species name. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. Uh, would you speaking of species names? Would you like to know the uh, animals' taxonomy? I would like to know that, Joe. Uh, okay. Uh, the kingdom <laughs> the kingdom is Animalia, the phylum, Arthropoda. We've been to Spiderland before, so you, you might recognize a lot of these. Especially once we get to the class, which is Arachnida. Oh, oh what about the subphylum? We've said the subphylum. Oh, the subphylum sub is uh, uh, Chelicerata or Chelicerata. Yeah. What did you say that, before? Chelicerata. Okay. It, it, that's a, that is a nice word to say. It's, like, it's the cellar oh, door. that is the cellar door. <laughs> Brian and I were talking about another phrase that was like a cellar door, but I forget what it was. But it, we were talking about the taxonomy word that we've talked about before. As being cellar door-esque, and that's what it was. Chelicerata. It, it, it just sounds like something people in Sicily say to each other when they're, like, very good friends. Yes. It's it's like, it's a word that, it's like a very complex greeting that means let's get sp- spaghetti later. <laughs> that's some cultural appropriation there. Not all <laughs> Italians like spaghetti. I'm not appropriate. It's more like, it's more like uh, prejudiced. Okay, yeah, that's better. Or stereotyping, really. <laughs> there you go. No, I'm sure they like spaghetti, because literally, who doesn't like spaghetti? Pretty much everyone likes spaghetti. But like I yeah. said, the class is Arachnida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the order is Aranae. Aranae? Aranae. Aranae. Okay. Infra order. Do, you want to, do we want to go to infra order? Because it's my glamorphia, my glamor, my 
My Gallomorphe. Yeah, that's my Gallomorphe. My Gallimimus. Or Migallomorphe or something like that. Like amygdala? Ah, yeah. Or amygdala? Uh, The family is the Raphosidae. (laughs) The Theraphosidae. Theraphosidae. Theraphosidae? Theraphosidae. It's Farrah Day. It's Farrah Day. That's what it is. It's a day where we just celebrate Farrah But it is a T-H-E. It's a T-H-E, not a F. So. Right, 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 right. Uh, the genus is Therifosa, And the species is Blondie. Blondie. That's why I'm calling it Dagwood. That's why we should any be calling it Farrah Any Any fans of the Sunday funnies? know oh my about gosh. Blondie and Dagwood okay. and how much he loves sandwiches. I feel like everyone knows that nowadays. It's very timely. Yeah, I mean they're still publishing Dag or Blondie comics in the and plus if you go to Islands of Adventure, there's a whole restaurant dedicated to those two dunderheads. So <laughs> okay, that's that. So I, I'm I'm glad to know about that. So it's the Dagwood Dartsman. Uh, are you ready for? No, you know what? It's quiz time. Yes, it is quiz time. Since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for uh, my favorite part of the show. Credit groups. Allergies. And then, so during this little quiz, I pose to you, Joe, a question. The question is the same every time. What is the name of a collective noun for this animal? Or what is the name of a group of this animal? So we are talking about tarantulas this time. I did manage to get a little bit more specific than I usually do instead of just spiders. So, Joe, what is the name of a group of tarantulas? Is it A, a colony of tarantulas? Is it B, a skitter of tarantulas? Is it C, an anathema of tarantulas? Or is it D, a convergence of tarantulas? Um, an anathema is like, it sounds like what the internet would call it because everyone hates spiders. I'm going to go with convergence. Final answer? Yeah. Uh, the answer is colony. Okay. A. Even though they don't live in colonies? They don't really get together. <laughs> you will not often find a group of them in the wild. Further solidifying why uh, plural nouns for animals have no rhyme or reason. But they do get together... By accident sometimes. So there you have a colony of them. But Even are, though they're not working together at all. They're not working together on behalf of another larger entity. <laughs> Convergence actually sounds... It, that's what I would name it. That's why I put it there. Yeah, because they just because, happen to converge. Exactly. It just it's There's two lone, lone rangers that happen to be in the same spot for a brief period of time. I, I yeah. would go with anathema. <laughs> These guys are cool, though. Although I wouldn't want to touch one, for reasons we'll explain later. Are you ready to know what this thing looks like? I am. The Goliath bird eater is a large brown tarantula with a wide, flat carapace and a rounded abdomen. Typical tarantula shape, but mm-hmm. a lot bigger. They have long legs, but unlike other spiders, they have no tibial spurs, which are like hooked, hooked uh, barbs typically located on the front pair of legs which are used for digging or web making, web building. It's like it's like a web language. <laughs> uh, but they don't build webs. 
So I guess they don't need those. But they do burrow. You'd think they'd need digging implements, but... Maybe they're just big enough that they don't need help. Or maybe they just steal holes. Steal That's burrows. That's um, Like, burrowing owls usually take over to, uh, old gopher tortoise burrows, but they don't really actually build, build their own. I imagine that the goliath bird-eater tarantula can just evict someone from their <laughs> burrow. Their color can be brown to goldish brown. Is that why they're called blondie? I guess I can see. I think so. It's like kind of a blonde color, a blondish brown. Yeah, they're most a little bit. They're mostly monochromatic. They don't have a lot of variation or striped patterns like other spiders can. Like other tarantulas can. Yep. Uh, like like the one in Home Alone. Uh huh. Yeah. If you look up a typical tarantula, they will have patterns on them. Or uh, lots of spiders have patterns. But yeah. they are just one basic color. They're native to the Amazon jungle where they spend most of their time on the ground or in burrows. And they're not really tree spiders, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't put them in a box and say they could never climb. I bet you they can, if they really wanted to. But they, they don't need to. They're they're ground boys. But I mentioned their size. They are the largest spider. In terms of weight, not in terms of leg span, but in terms of general size and weight, they are the largest. Uh, uh-huh. But that brings us to something I, I, I've come to cherish. Uh, welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself singing, saying, or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We have a new measure up intro again this week uh, because of the large batch that Carlos procured for us. Uh, this one comes from Carrie. Carlos, you know this person, so you don't have to guess anything. Do you want to tell us anything about this person? Uh, she's my sister-in-law. Okay. And she's got a 3D printing machine and printed out a whole set of Settlers of Catan and painted it. And it's it's like the coolest board game I've ever seen. She needs to get into D&D so she can start making <laughs> minis. Yeah. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure up. Short and sweet and 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 punchy. Yeah. It gets right to the point. It's it's efficient. It's almost as if she, somebody said, hey, what's your favorite part of the show? And she shrugged and she said, measure up. It's almost as if someone said, hey, can you say measure up into this really quickly? <laughs> and then she did. <laughs> and she was like, what? what? Why? Uh, never mind. Okay, I'll do it. Thanks, Carrie. Yes, thank you very much. Let's talk about leg span. They're 30 centimeters. Leg span meaning like, like kind of like a wingspan for a person from one tip to one tip. Mm-hmm. 30 centimeters or 12 inches a foot. That's horrifying. It's a foot. Lo- I saw like you put, I, I, they put, somebody put their hand next to it and it was just like, get your hand away from that. <laughs> it's like the You're size of, of a, of a sizable, uh, dinner plate. Yeah. Almost like a platter. Yeah. Oh, like a Chick-fil-A platter. Delicious one with like little chicken biscuits on it. <laughs> but if there was chicken biscuits on a, on a Goliath, uh, spider, would you would you partake of that feast? Absolutely not, because of the major fact, and we'll get into it. Okay, why why I wouldn't want chicken biscuits from 
from the top of a Goliath bird eater tarantula. Um, <laughs> speaking of their 12 inch uh, leg span, how many bird eaters go into the height of Afobaka Dam in the Suriname River? It's a large dam in the Suriname, ri- Suriname River. A Suriname, I think, is the official pronunciation. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, I love the fact that this is a foot. This is my maybe my favorite animal measurement of all time. The math will be easy, but the estimations may not be. Right. Uh, I used to know exactly how high the Hoover Dam was, and that was like one of the largest in the world. And then there's Three Gorges Dam in China, which is super big. So this, I don't think this is up there with them. Well, here's a hint. More than 70% of the Afobaka Dam powers an aluminum smelter, and the rest is used by... Parimaribo, the country's capital. But I'm going to say it's 500 feet tall, which means 500 bird-eater tarantulas, 500 dagwoods go into the height of this thing. The correct answer is 177 bird-eaters. Oh, so it is much smaller than I thought it was going to be. I think the Hoover Dam's like is like 750 feet tall. Yeah. So I was like, I don't think it's that big. So slightly lower. It, this one's but an embankment dam. I don't know what that means, but... It means it's puny. <laughs> it means it's 177 feet high or 54 meters. Um, he Let's talk about body mass. They are 170 grams or 5.9 ounces. The Goliath bird eater may be the largest spider in the Amazon, but the largest mammal is the Amazonian manatee. How many spiders go into the weight of the manatee? Ooh, manatees are are big boys. They're sea cows. Mm-hmm. Those things can be, I think, a thousand pounds. And they're ungulates, so that means they're related to elephants, right? Well, they're de- they definitely look like they're related to humpback whales. I'll give them that. Um, all right, so you said 5.9? I think they're ungulates. Um, yes, I did. Here's a hint. Females are typically larger than male manatees, which is not typical for aquatic mammals. So about two of the two and a half of these, a little more than two and a half of these, go into a pound. Mm-hmm. And then if I said a thousand pounds, so I'm going to say two point two thousand five hundred, two thousand five hundred dagwoods go into a manatee or an Amazonian manatee. Okay, final answer. Yes. Not bad. The correct answer is 3,228 spiders. So the manatees are... Like 1,300 pounds or something like that? Uh, yeah, 1,100. Or 1,100. Uh, oh, that's pretty close. 1,190 1, 1, or 540 kilograms. Those are, I remember seeing one at the at the Epcot Aquarium, and I was like, that? That is really big. <laughs> it's a big balloon. At the Oh, yeah, the Epcot Aquarium. I've, were you there when we saw them? We were going kayaking, and there was just one at the kayak launching area? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, it, and like people were touching it, even though that's illegal. That wasn't the biggest one. That wasn't bigger than the one at the aquarium. No, but that wasn't that big. That was pretty cool. There's lots in Florida. Don't yep. use your motors around them. They don't like it. Don't. It's loud. Don't touch them. Don't even touch them. Like A lot of people, when they see them, just jump in the water and like pet them because they're very harmless and they cannot get away <laughs> uh, <laughs> very harmless they cannot slow. get away but it is illegal you should not touch them 
Good to know. But are you ready for some fast facts? Sure. Uh, bird eaters don't often eat birds. What? Uh, they can they can eat small birds on occasion, but they prefer smaller, easier prey. The the name bird eater was apparently popularized because of an illustration by nature illustrator Maria Sibylla Marion that de- depicts the spider eating a hummingbird. The smallest bird. But, yeah. Uh, but they usually eat insects. But they can also eat frogs and rodents. And I saw a video of one eating a mouse, and it was horrifying. Mm. The mouse didn't stand a chance. Uh, (laughs) uh, The Goliaths are active hunters, and they prowl around the Amazon forest floor, typically at night, uh, looking for food. The spider will pounce on prey, delivering a bite with its fangs, which can be as long as one inch. That's a long... Uh, or arachnid fang. Oh my gosh. Can you just imagine walking around the forest and suddenly a spider the size of a plate comes walking toward you? <laughs> you just burn the forest down and just say, I'm sorry about it, Earth. I, you don't even have time. You got to climb a tree or something you, like that. You wouldn't do that. That's bad. Just take the bite. You know why? Because the fangs inject a neurotoxin into their prey. Uh, like other spiders, Goliaths initiate the digestion process before eating their prey. Digestive fluids liquefy the prey so the spider can suck up all the nutrients. Yeah, they have uh, they have like a prey smoothie. Yeah, but Goliath spider bites are, aren't deadly to humans as they are to smaller animals. Uh, a Goliath spider bite would be comparable to a bee or wasp sting to us. So, it, because it's a one-inch fang, it's more—it's like if a cat scratched you and it stung like a bee. Which is not fun. It's not fun, but it's not worth burning the forest down for. Right. Also, apparently sometimes they, they do a, a dry bite, which is they don't inject venom. I can see that still being effective, especially against smaller things. Yeah, it's like, why waste the venom when you can just stab it with stab a one-inch knife? In your mouth. Yeah. Um, Goliaths, uh, they like to line their burrows with silk. They don't build webs like other spiders, but the silk pads burrows by make, and it also makes it nearly impossible for small animals that are dragged in to escape. Huh. Like Frodo trying to get out of uh, Shelob's lair. Yeah. That movie definitely highlighted the terror of being in a spider burrow. It highlighted a lot of people's terrors. <laughs> it's not a lot of people's favorite scenes in the movie. It, it's one of my favorites because of how cool Sam is. But that's all I got for fast facts. You got any major facts? I sure do, sir. So, like you said, Dagwood is the largest spider in the world in terms of weight and girth. So it doesn't have very many predators in the Amazon basin. But monkeys, large birds, and even humans sometimes make a meal out of these guys. So they need to have a way to defend themselves. Fangs are nice, but if something grabs you by the abdomen, like a bird would, or a person, your fangs probably aren't going to reach since you can't, you know, like, flip yourself around and you don't have a neck. So you can't, you know kind of bend and, and, and bend and bite, you know, that, that classic plan. Um, so you're going to need a backup plan. 
That's why Dagwood, along with most other New World tarantulas, they have special chitinous hairs on their rumps. Or, scientifically, the opisthosoma. There we go. That's their that's the back part of their abdomen, the bum the bum part. And so you said they're they're covered in hair like most tarantulas, and that's it's chitinous. Um, but these hairs are special. They are called urticating hairs or urticating hairs. U r t i c a t i n g. I'm gonna say urticating. Um, and the, the each one of these hairs is lined with sharp barbs that can be extremely irritating, like people who wait until their lane ends until they merge. <laughs> so if you to imagine urticating hairs, th- imagine like stinging nettles. Have you ever grabbed? Or touched stinging nettles before? No. Oh, it's it's like the worst. Is it? Is it like nettles with poison in it? Yeah. So each nettle has tiny, um, like uh, needle sharp barbs. It's covered in them, and um, when they go, when they get inside your skin, they break off, and um, an acrid fluid is is released into your into your skin and they stay there for a while and the same thing happens with the urticating hairs of a um, of a tarantula so they'll break off into the skin and they cause irritation long after you've touched them so this is like have you ever had fiberglass in your skin before no you are a, you are a lucky boy i am very careful around things that are dangerous Fi- i mean fiberglass is an industrial material that's in a lot of things well, I remember I remember being in the attic when I was a kid, like getting Christmas dire- uh, Christmas decorations out, uh-huh. and my dad was like, "Don't ever touch that, or else it'll be really itchy and painful for a long time." And I was like, "That's all I need to know, <laughs> forever." Well, I have a I have a um, a car uh, a, a bike rack on my car that's made out of fiberglass, and it's old, so it's kind of worn down. And um, sometimes, if I if I touch it too much, then the fiberglass will get into my hands. Absolutely throw that away forever. But I need it to transport my bicycles. Get a new one. No, they're like $150. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so this, this is basically what these these urticate, urticating hairs will do. You'll see these kinds of hairs in a lot of plants, like the stinging nettles, like I mentioned, um, and also hairy caterpillars, you know, the ones that are covered in bright colored hairs. Uh, those are designed to irritate predators. I don't know how well that does because, you know, they're probably dead by the time the predator even realizes that it's being mildly irritated, but whatever. But so th- these hairs are present in nature, but Dagwood takes this to a whole nother level. The urticating hairs on Dagwood are on a special butt patch at the back of the abdomen. Like I mentioned, it's in the opisthosoma opisthosoma Um, and this patch is filled with different types of urticating hairs and there are seven different types of these urticating hairs and many tarantulas have several different types in their uh, in their patch so usually a tarantula won't have all seven types but they might have you know four three or four of the types and uh, these types are distinguished based on the distance between the barbs. So usually the higher the type level, 
the closer the barbs are together or the more barbs you will have in your skin if you touch one um, per per hair. And spiderologists think that each type is designed to target different enemies, which is fascinating. So, for example, type 3 is great for invertebrates, like, like you know, insects or whatever that it might want to hunt or might want to defend itself from. Um, and type 4 urticating hairs are best for mammalian enemies. And so hmm. if Dagwood is up against a human or another mammal, especially a small mammal, uh, it'll rub its hind legs against its its butt patch, its opisthosoma, and that will shoot type 3 and type 4 hairs out of the patch in this cloud in the direction of its of the opponent in this devastating AoE attack. <laughs> it, the the scientists call this a defensive urticating hair barrage and i think it's the closest thing to the super fist of the nose hair from bo 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 will ever get <laughs> uh okay that's a really that's a really obscure reference i don't know what you're talking it's, about it, it's a really 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 awful anime from like saturday night cartoons 15 20 years ago is it awful by most people's standards or just yours? No, it's it's awful by all standards across okay. all, all yeah, I'm not an anime fan, but this one is particularly bad. I mean, it's like a it's like a Japanese game show on steroids just in ridiculousness. It's trying to be ridiculous. Okay. The, the, like I said, the main character's main attack is Super Fist of the Nose Hair. So <laughs> and he he's a he's a he's a huge buff guy with a a a blonde afro and giant nose hairs coming out of his nose and he uses them to attack his enemies. So, um, it's weird. I mean, check it out if you want, but you probably will regret it. So, um, if these hairs get into a mammal's mucous membrane, now we're back to talking about the bird eater. Um, the, the mammals, the mammal can die of fluid retention. So it could, that's not good. It, well, and it probably won't kill it immediately, but it'll irritate it to the point where it'll leave, and then the the mammal will go and die. Um, this doesn't happen all the time, but it it is possible. And for most humans, it results in a really irritating rash that can last for several weeks, which is crazy. And so after it releases the hairs, Dagwood will have a bald spot on his bum until the hairs grow back uh, when he molts again. Because they molt regularly. Um, type 2 hairs. So I said type 3 is great for invertebrates. Type 4 is best for uh, mammalian enemies. Um, but type 2 is usually reserved for after he, the uh, tarantula has been picked up. So it's been surprised or something like that. Uh, it'll use type 2 on uh, the the enemy. And it's it, it doesn't throw or release those. That Those are just on contact. And 90% of New World Tarantulas can do this. So keep keep this in mind when messing with the tarantula that um, most of them can do this. No, it, but this is only New World Tarantulas. So any tarantulas anywhere else in the world are incapable of, of throwing their butt hairs. But particularly, the Goliath bird eater is known to have the worst hair. Like Nicolas Cage worst. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be the most irritating hair among tarantulas. I imagine it's the largest fragments. Yeah, you 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 get the most exposure because it has the lo the longest hairs. So hmm. so yeah, 
If you mess with one of these guys, they will turn their back to you, uh, rub their abdomens, and shoot irritating hairs from their rears all over you, and you'll have a rash for weeks. Or it could kill a little mouse or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's a major fact, and that's all I got. Anything else? That's all I got. All right, so that... Well, actually... They do, uh, they do eat it as a delicacy. Yeah, and you might, th- and, and to get rid of these hairs, they singe them off. Yeah, because imagine or else biting into that. <laughs> terrible time. Yeah, it would be absolutely terrible. Terrible. Yes, I get it. It works in both ways because it's a portmanteau of terrible and horrible, and also <laughs> hair. <laughs> <laughs> So for you out there in Podcastia, if you find yourself in a tight spot and your back's against the wall, don't forget the hairy hiney hailstorm attack like the Goliath bird eater in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey everyone, Carlos here asking for reviews again. Did you know that most people check the reviews for a podcast before even listening to a single episode? That's why we want you to let the world know what you think of our interesting animal info. We shout out all five-star reviewers here on the show, so log on to your podcasting app and send us some stars. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. That was a good, that was, that was a well-prepared ending. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's funny.